The Human Podcast features weekly service audio from the Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation of Roswell, Georgia. Please visit us at human.org. Just a reminder, I keep half a dozen copies of the sermon out, outside if you want to pick one up, because I know some people have problems hearing. If you pick one up before the service, you can read along. Uh, I'm not going to make this announcement every week, but I usually put them out there. So anyway, this morning, the essence of everything. Sounds like a lofty title for a sermon. You might be thinking that after this sermon, you'll never have to come back here again. (laughs) You'll never have to take an adult RE class or an RE class because obviously you'll know the essence of everything. Something that has eluded all of humanity throughout all of world history, yet somehow your minister has figured it out. And he's about to let you in on the secret. We'll see about that. But first... Universe, part one. Isaac Newton had a problem. He wanted to describe the universe, beginning with planetary motion, but he couldn't do it. He didn't have the mathematical language to do it. So he invented that language. It's the language we now call calculus. That language breaks things down into smaller and smaller and smaller components, building blocks. And the precise descriptions of these smallest components are then added together, summarized over the whole to describe the whole. It's brilliant, actually, to describe something by first breaking it down to its smallest components. The only problem is that this calculus, this breaking down, breaks down itself when we start looking at subatomic particles. Austrian physicist Friedhof Kapper says, subatomic particles have no meaning as isolated entities. Quantum theory shows that we cannot decompose the world into independently existing smallest units. As we penetrate into the matter, nature does not show us any isolated basic building blocks. Friedhof Capra. The essence of the subatomic world described by quantum theory is something other than that described by Isaac Newton's reductive mindset. Earth, 
part one. Why is this plant here? A new plant will appear in an ecosystem when that ecosystem is changed in some way. And that change in the ecosystem will cause, might cause some plants to perish, others to flourish, and for newly, new plants to appear that had not been there before. And let's not label this change as good or bad, positive or negative. It's just a change it simply is. Your very, your, the entrance of your very self into the ecosystem is part of a change in that ecosystem. Yet again, why is this plant here? Theology, part one. Traditional Torah study is done in what is called a shavruta, generally two people going through the text together. Together they challenge each other, push each other into the text. They explain, they argue with one another, trying to convince the other that their interpretation of the text is the correct one. We might consider that to be an obviously practical way to examine the Torah or any text. Yet might there be a less obvious reason? Might such study lead to a less obvious end? Human, part one. What brought you here? What brought you to church today? And I'm not talking about a vehicle. What brought you to church today? Why are you here? Is it because you wanted to hear a sermon? Or because maybe you wanted to hear Alex play the piano? Or perhaps just stroll on our beautiful grounds and look at our garden? Theoretically, if you, Alex, and I were the only ones here today, you could do all of those things. Hear a sermon, listen to Alex play, and go take a stroll on our campus and look at our beautiful garden. Is that enough to keep you coming back week after week? Universe, part two. Generally speaking, quantum entanglement is a theory proven by experimentation again and again and again that shows that for some reason, subatomic particles interact with one another even when separated by vast distances. As a relative example, it's like me picking up our chalice and let's say I rotate it clockwise and that act causes the chalice at UUCA in Atlanta to begin turning counterclockwise on its own. That at the subatomic level has been proven to happen again and again and again. It's called quantum entanglement. Again, Austrian physicist Friedhof Kapra says, subatomic particles have no meaning as isolated entities, but can only be understood 
as interconnections. Quantum theory thus reveals a basic oneness of the universe where everything appears as a complicated web of relations between the various parts of the whole. Friedhof Capra. Earth, part two. Why is this plant here? Herbologist Stephen Herod Buhner says, I found that if people are ill, the plants that they need are almost always growing in their vicinity. I've watched plant populations change around me in places I've lived for some 30 years, and they seem to shift in response to the changes in my own disease complexes. This sounds airy-fairy to Western the Western reductive mindset, but people have been talking about this, commenting on it since the fourth century BC. Plant populations rise and fall according to the needs of the ecosystem in which they grow. And that includes the animal life there. And that includes us. Stephen Buhner, interestingly, Many of these plants are considered invasive. Did you know that kudzu can be used to cure a headache? Privet leaves and bark can help treat diarrhea, stomach ulcers, chronic bowel problems. Based upon the quantities of these plants in our community, I guess that a lot of us seem to be suffering from problems at both ends, so to speak. <laughs> Maybe nature isn't so cold and uncaring after all. Maybe, perhaps more often than not, she's trying to help us, yet we're too busy to take notice. Maybe she's saying, hey, you don't seem to understand. You're part of our team. Theology part two. Regarding the Shabruta, where the the pair studies the Torah together, learning from one another, challenging one another. Although we might consider this to be a practical way to study the Torah or any text, might there be a less obvious reason leading to a less obvious end? Rabbi Joshua Bodinger says, even though the focus of the study is the sacred text open before them, it is almost as if the text is an excuse, an excuse for the two learners to come together and to be open to one another. Or, he continues, we could say that the text, the text is revealed in how it is manifest in the very relationship of the Shabruta partnership. Interesting. The text is revealed and how it is manifest, made manifest in the very relationship of the Shavruta partnership. Human, part two. Former UUA president, the Reverend Peter Morales says, the best predictor of whether somebody will stay in a congregation is the number of relationships they make in the first six months. So, 
Ultimately, Newton's reductive mindset, where things are reduced to, the, to isolated entities, doesn't, can't, it can't describe the mysterious yet basic oneness of the universe. And you may have heard it suggested, suggested during times of trouble or crisis to look for the helpers. Why is that plant here? Perhaps nature understands and cares about our connection, a bond with us, of which we are unaware, and nature wants to help. Perhaps when we gather together after the service to discuss the service, to discuss a topic during adult enrichment or during religious education or even during coffee and conversation, perhaps it isn't the material being covered that is important. Perhaps the material is merely an excuse for something to be more deeply essential to be revealed, something essential that can't be revealed when you're on your own. Perhaps 14th century Catholic Christian mystic theologian Meister Eckhart was correct when he said, the essence of everything is relationship.
We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we meet again. Thank you, Kurt. He, he said earlier that um, the reason it goes out is because the, the flame needs air to, to stay lit. I'm like, you're a, you're a very s- smart kid. Anyway, what is it that calls you here, that calls you onward, that calls you inward, that leads you homeward? Your great mistake is to act the drama as if you were alone. Surely even you at times have felt the grand array, the swelling presence in the chorus crowding out your solo voice. The essence of everything is relationship. Go in peace. The world is waiting for you. The Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation of Roswell, Georgia, thanks you for listening to the Human Podcast. Background music, courtesy of Tim Moore from Pixabay.